Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. Third and final segment here in MNCAA, we're talking all things CCHA. Nick Maxson here, your host, and tonight with us, Alex Micheletti, Marissa Voss, Ryan Stieg, Lucas Pippenhagen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Um, what the hell was this conference? I mean, I just... <laughs> college hockey has had the most interesting start in recent memory, and to a point, that's good. But for us here on MNCAA, we're rooting for our homeboys teams. They're not looking so good right now. Um, Alex, I want to start with you. Uh, the craziness of the non-conference part of the schedule for the majority of college hockey teams. Um, what in the heck, right? Just what, what's happening? Yeah, it's painful. But I mean, this is the wildest start to a college hockey season that I've it's, you know in a while. I mean, we have we have teams uh, that are just starting off, and uh, as a actual team, Augustana being being teams uh, left and right, uh, powerhouses. Um, you know, you have, uh, you know, teams in transition that you think there's no way they're gonna, gonna win. And then, you know, you have Wisconsin sweep Minnesota, you know, just, you know, just the parody it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And then, and the CCHA, the, the struggles of the non-conference, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Uh, the way things are going, it, it seems like it's gonna be a one, uh, bid year. Um, so it's going to be intense, uh, and, you know, Everybody, everybody, uh, the favorites are, are struggling out of the gate. Michigan Tech, um, no, no, nowhere to be seen. So uh, it's 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 crazy. It's very crazy. Uh, let's jump right into this weekend's uh, results. We're going to start with Bemidji State. Uh, so Lucas, let's welcome you in. Uh, so let's let's kind of run down this right. Uh, Bemidji State uh, taking on St. Thomas, and uh, well, you get a sweep. So first real blemish for St. Thomas really this year. Um, so I think the big question is, is how, now that we know the results, does this change the outlook? Because it looked like St. Thomas was on a bit of a roll early on. The Midget State was kind of, you know, hit or miss, but now after this, uh, do things change a bit? I don't think it changes my opinion too much. I mean, I think, uh, St. Thomas is still a really good team. I mean, both games this weekend were really close. Both were basically one goal games, you know, got an empty netter on Saturday that made it 2-0. Um, Bemidji State did get two defensemen back this weekend, two key defensemen, and I, I think that helped a lot. That really solidified their blue line. Uh, both Vince Corker and Will Magnuson provided a little bit offensively. Uh, didn't show up much in the, in the stat sheet, but, but played really well. Um, and then Leighton Road basically is, is carrying the team's offense right now. Uh, he has six goals through six games. Uh, no one else on the team has more than two. Um, I looked up his scoring chances. I think he's up to 22 scoring chances on the year, and no one else on the team has more than nine. So it's, it's really just been the late in the road show. Uh, you talk about getting two defensemen back. That really helped you this past weekend, but uh, maybe as a, a key subtraction also looks like uh, goaltender Matias Scholl suffered an injury. Do you have any specifics on that? Yeah, it was, you know, he got injured in the second period, kind of making a, a right pad save when he stretched out for it. It looked like a groin hole, maybe. You don't want to speculate too much, but it was lower body. Um, ended up not dressing on well, – so to, to finish Friday, he did uh, finish the second period. I think he got injured with like two minutes left in the second. 
Uh, Gavin Enright came in, in in the third, finished out that game, and then started on, on Saturday and actually picked up a shutout on Saturday. Um, his first career shutout and, and just a second uh, shutout for Bemidji State in the last three years. So, you know, I, I had a little bit of concern there Friday night and, and Saturday morning, but once Gavin played, like he looked really good, um, hoping that builds his confidence a bit. And, and you know, if he's going to be the prolonged number one starter for this team for a while, I, I think that'll, I think he's ready for that challenge. We need to get the St. Thomas side of things. So to do that, uh, Swedish Television One presents via international satellite hookup. Yes, for those who know an SNL skit. Yes, uh, Ryan Stieg. Um, we're hoping we have you on clear satellite communications this week. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on St. Thomas's performance uh, against the Beavers this past weekend. Well, hopefully this goes through <clears throat> and that everybody can hear it. So, but uh, yeah, I wasn't able to watch the series. Um, as you guys know, I don't have a full hockey account anymore, but I kept track of the best I can. Rico at his press conference today. Um, he just felt they didn't play their game, you know, this weekend. They kind of got away from their identity. They just kind of just, it wasn't there. He thought they played better Saturday, which is weird because that was the night that they didn't score. So, but he thought they looked better structurally that night. He thought they, you know, the passing was better. He thought, but it just didn't come together. Um, either the nights they couldn't put together back-to-back good evenings and uh that's unfortunate it was a good it was a good series by Bemidji but like Lucas said you know is evenly matched um and it's hard to judge a team based on two when the games are very even like even if you were swept you can't really say like oh they're bad now I think St. Thomas is they just you know had an off weekend Bemidji played well and now they have to face NMU who is hard team to figure out right now they're either very very good or wildly inconsistent i guess we'll see how it, how it comes out speaking of inconsistencies uh marissa i gotta bring you into the fold here talking mm-hmm. mankato um yikes and then okay yeah this is all right um that just pretty much summarizes uh mankato's weekend yeah, absolutely. I was talking with Alex before we started and I kind of asked because I didn't get to watch. I was covering football in Nebraska on Friday and I was like, did Keenan Rancier play? Like I was looking up stats and he did. And that kind of shocked me in my opinion. But uh, Alex Tracy didn't have a good first period, but then obviously made up for it on Saturday. So if you're a Maverick fan after this not split, but definitely not a sweep, weird kind of weekend. You have to be feeling pretty okay. I mean, you're not happy because obviously you didn't technically win, but you didn't technically get swept. But you have to feel maybe a little bit better because and a little bit good leaving Grand Forks because even getting out with a tie there, like I said um, last episode, it, it's it's tough to win. And, you know, it's tough to not get swept at Grand Forks. So to come out with a tie is, is really, really impressive for this Mav squad. And I think you should be excited about it saturday night was a lot better than obviously friday alex really redeemed himself not our alex but alex (laughs) tracy really redeemed himself on saturday had a great sports center top 10 play in my opinion uh looks like a young mark andre Fleury. if he can play like that in the way he did on saturday i think you can be really happy and you can look forward to what is going to be alex tracy's career he just has a little bit of inconsistencies he needs to figure out but um don't hang your head too low we're in conference play now so you're just going up against a great squad uh speaking of going it looks like our our international satellite hookup with ryan stieg also has disconnected yet again but that's okay because uh 
from Alex Tracy to Alex uh, Micheletti. Um, I, I want to kind of focus in on Minnesota State a bit only because, um, you know, there seems to be differing opinions on this squad, right? And mm. we kind of saw it this weekend, right? Um, and essentially, just not a great game on Friday. You sort of recalibrate yourselves. Uh, Saturday, a little bit, you know, better effort, obviously. But to Marissa's point, it's almost like your goaltending is almost having to steal games from you. You don't have a Dryden McKay behind you. I know he he's isn't eligible for a decade, so that helps <laughs> a lot of other college hockey fans. But is that sort of you know what this team wants to rely on moving forward into conference play? Where not that these games that we've played haven't mattered, but now they're going to mean just a little bit more because there's a conference title you're chasing. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, this is to get through that stretch of non-conference games was. Absolutely difficult. I mean, St. Cloud, UMass, and North Dakota, those those are some powerhouses. And to to go two, three, and one, they'll they'll take it any day of the week. And you know, they're still learning Luke Strand's systems, and uh, you know, it's a it's a process. Uh, you know, the goaltending has not been consistent, uh, and you know that that was the problem last year too. Um, and so they're gonna have to fight through that. Um, you know, but uh, you know, it's it's nice. To, it's nice to see, you know, captain scoring big goals, Sam Morton, uh, you know, after missing most of the year last year, um, you know, he decided to come back and uh, he's been a real leader. And uh, yeah, you know, they're, they, the, the good thing is they, they've uh, found one line to that uh, is, you know, they've dubbed it the Penticton line, uh, um, Adam Isley, uh, Brett Moravec, um, you know, and, uh, and Lucas Souter, um, you know, they, those guys, you know, have, um, you know, junior, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, chemistry together. And, uh, and so, you know, they, they're relying on, on some of the older guys, uh, to, to step up, uh, but you know, some of the, the, the freshmen are going to, are going to have to continue to, to help the back end is, is, is very young. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a dog fight, but, uh, you know, I, Strand, Strand is such a good coach too. The fact that he was able to, to get the, you know, the team to a two, three and one record with, with so many new guys, you know, says a lot, uh, with, with his coaching ability. Speaking of coaching ability, um, Ryan, I want to bring you in on this, um, only because I think the social media conversation that surrounds Mankato and more so your old head coach, because, when you know Wisconsin has been doing some pretty darn good things, and I think we would all in this room be amiss to say that that was sort of expected, right? Um, he's a hell of a coach, Mike Hastings. Um, subtle plug, former Husky player as well. Anyway, um, but I'm not here to troll people. It's fine. Uh, but Ryan, at, at the end of it, do you think the fans, shall we say, disgrace of Mike Hastings leaving and having immediate success? Is it really warranted? And before you get on the conversation, um, let's make sure that uh, your mic is in the unmute side of things so that way everybody can hear um, part of your conversation. You know, yeah, it's always sad when your coach leaves, especially when he's done a spectacular job and building your program and getting you to the Frozen Four and getting you the national championship. But, you know, as I know it probably hurts Mankato fans to hear this, but Wisconsin's just a bigger job. It's a Big Ten job that's one of the prestigious gigs in college hockey, and he got an opportunity and took advantage of it. He probably got a massive pay raise out of it, too. So I, I think, you know, you're upset that he left, but, you know, I think it's 
kind of shows just how good you had it with him being at, you know, your spot. He turned Mankato into a national powerhouse. Now he seems to be getting Wisconsin back. So I'm hoping Mankato fans, although it's disappointing that probably that he left and took, I don't know, three-fourths of the roster with him or however money he took. Um, I think I, I'm hoping they can take solace in the fact that he's a good guy, he's a good coach, and he's having the success that he deserves. Let's let's stay with this because uh, a team that's also new to the CCHA this year, Augustana, even though they're not technically a full member yet, let's remember that, uh, they've been mighty impressive. Uh, Lucas, I want to get your thoughts on Augustana. Uh, their record maybe not, you know, jumping off the page at 2-3-1, and one, but they've been in every game and they've had some other two wins. They've been good. Yeah, I mean, they go out to Colorado and they pick up a, a 5-5 tie against Denver and, uh, you know, a victory against Colorado College. Um, and, and for Augustana fans and their athletic department, that is a tie. A uh, shootout win is not a, a win. So we shouldn't keep that in mind. But yeah, I, I, you know, I got to watch both of those games as well. And I, I thought they were impressive. You know, they battled back from a couple of deficits. They, you know, they have some offense, you know, that, you know, goaltending and defense still might be a little bit of a question mark for them, but they they can score with, I mean, they pretty much proved they can score with anyone in the country with, with Denver. They certainly could. And uh, mind you, Denver, they're a good team. Uh, Colorado College has been off to a really, really nice start, Lucas. So it's not just that you know they pulled off wins, but they did it against opponents right now that are playing some pretty good hockey at the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think Colorado College could have been surprised by that, seeing what happened in Denver the night before. Like I, I think you know Augustana just came to play and, and played really well against them. So let's stick with this, guys, because um, as I mentioned at the top of the segment, uh, the CCHA, apparently nobody wants it. Is this like a tank division? Like, what is this? Uh, let's break down a little bit more of this. Alex, I want to start with you on this because um, most of the teams, only three teams, I should say, has got technically a, a conference game played. I'm sorry, four of you have. Um, so Bemidji State right now, who has the lead with six conference points, it's Northern Michigan with four, Ferris State with two, and St. Thomas, unfortunately, with this weekend sweep at the hands of Bemidji State at zero points with two games played. But half these teams still have yet to play the CCHA. I mean, based on what we've seen so far, I mean, what 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 could happen in this conference? I mean, is it could it come down to where? This four or five teams, you know, could be in the mix for number one or, you know, home ice is anybody's guess right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be, it's what's wide open. I mean, uh, like, like we talked about, uh, you know, Michigan Tech uh, is really, really struggling. And, you know, um, you know, it's a team that is maybe trying to be too reliant on their goaltender, uh, which is, you know, could be a major problem for them. But they also, <laughs> they have Austin Swinkler in their back pocket too for the second half of the season. So that that's going to be interesting too, because I know I'm, I'm sure a lot of the rest of the uh, coaches in that, in that conference are going to be upset, uh, especially if he goes on a tear uh, to start the second half of the conference season. Uh, but then, you know, Bowling Green in chaos still, um, it's not, not an ideal situation. Have guys still suspended. So that, you know, that, that hurts. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at Bemidji, Bemidji's always going to be in the mix because Saratori's systems are just elite. Um, he might not always have the best talent, um, but that man can coach <laughs> and uh, they are 
awesome at home, just like Mankato. So they're going to be, be in the mix. I mean, we, we saw what they did in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago against Wisconsin. They, they can hang with, uh, with everybody. Um, and so yeah, that, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire uh, again, just like it was last year. So uh, it's, it's anybody's guess, you know, you got to stay healthy and goaltending is key in this, in this conference. Uh, there's so much inconsistency throughout it. So uh, whoever can get some, you know, consistent goaltending at the right time will, um, will end up with the Mason cup at the end. Final words or Voss thoughts as we'll call it here on <laughs> MNCAA. Um, yeah, I just created that on top of my head. So what? I like that. <laughs> um, so lost thoughts as we uh, end this segment and this episode here on episode 88 <laughs> here, MNC Double um, CCHA, no one really has put their proverbial flag in the ground as being, shall we say, a pairwise contender. So at the end of it, who's got a shot to win the conference? And granted, this is the way too early Voss thoughts prediction because at the end of the day, the way the CCHA <laughs> is shaping itself out, I think it's going to be a one-team entry into the NCAA tournament. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, uh, that's you're you're right. You're probably right. I mean, there's just I don't think there's a CCHA team right now. Not normally and, right, Marissa. So I know, and that's really kind of shocking. I know that's like the first time you've probably heard that statement, and that's crazy. But good thing this are, is good. <laughs> somebody clip this part so he can feel really good, and then go on Twitter later like an old man and go tweet it out but i honestly think that you are right and we've said that before or we haven't said that before but um it's just really hard like i don't know if any team right now in the ccha is even ranked they're just not nobody is taking reins nobody's really taking hold of it i've said before time and time again how it's just a weird season because obviously now with everything with msu they used to be the dogs and does any like it just not to me seeming like anybody really wants it even to i mean it's hard for the CCHA to even win right now you would think that maybe for, it's not from lack of trying teams are trying to win and they're trying to do things but there's just no team there's no one team right they have maybe one team has a goaltender that's really good but their defense and offense isn't great or vice versa or whatever you have it there's just not one complete team maybe their offense is good xyz I think with MSU right we've got some key components with offense our goaltending needs to get worked out a little bit better and defensively you know, middle of the road and obviously everything going on. Um, but we also know that Minnesota State is a second half team, in my opinion. I think they really heat up, especially in conference play. And I don't think if you're a team in the CCHA, you should be worried because we're just getting into conference play. There's still a lot of hockey left. And I think this is when you start to find out who is really going to take control and who's really going to be serious about winning the Mason Cup and the McNaughton Cup. But I do believe that it's only going to be one team. I don't think there's going to be an auto bid. I don't think somebody's going to come from the pairwise and, you know, come in like MSU has. I think if you win the trophy, the Mason Cup, that's the only way a CCHA team is going to get to the tournament. And I wouldn't be shocked if MSU figures it out, gets in the mix, but I don't know who else that would that would be i mean we're just gonna have to wait and see i guess i mean dark horse overall give me give me augustana win the entire <laughs> thing give me augustana Been tweeting wouldn't that. there be just crazy pandemonium if either saint thomas who mind you is ineligible for the next couple of seasons <laughs> to participate wins the mcnaughton cup what would the mns what would the ncaa like committee do in this situation um ryan i i can't imagine you have a clue or this has even been a thought but 
say St. Thomas or because I, I guess technically Augustana isn't in the running, but what if what if St. Thomas were to win the CCHA Seattle? But does it go to the, the second place team or what the hell happens in that? I mean, I, I'm all for chaotic and craziness, but this would be mind bending. Uh, I well, I know for basketball, it it always goes to like the um the the team that they they would be playing in the in the championship. So I'm guessing that would be the same for for hockey because I've seen it happen a couple times where uh you know same thing where a transition team somehow made it to the championship game, they win the title, but the 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 team that they're playing gets gets the the bid, which is it's like why why even play that game? But I guess you still get a get a trophy so for bragging rights. So I'm sure. I'm sure it would be it for hockey. Um, it, it would be it would be fitting for this conference for that to happen for sure. <laughs> it kind of would be uh, at least the way it started as of right now, right? Granted, again, it's still early. Uh, coming up next for the teams that we cover here in the CCHA again, Mankato does have the week off, um, so they'll get some time to rest, look at some film, and uh, try to build on um, that late success against North Dakota. Uh, Bemidji will be uh, taking a Lake Superior State that'll be on the road, and then St. Thomas hosting. Northern Michigan. So those are some of the things we got to look forward to here on MNCAA. And that will wrap things up here for episode number 88. Make sure that you are subscribed to our X at MN underscore NCAA. For Alex Micheletti and Marissa Voss, Lucas Pippenhagen, Ryan Stig, and all of their contributors are throughout the Big Ten and the NCHC. I'm your host, Dick Maxson, and thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next week.